0: Welcome to Out of the Technicolor Closet, a podcast promoting inclusivity and understanding for the LGBT youth of today and tomorrow. We are your hosts, Ling and Stephanie. This is sponsored by the Outreach Center located in Bent Harbor, Michigan.
1: So hopefully you checked out our last podcast because we definitely hit on some key historic elements that have helped mold the LGBT community into who we are today. But now we're going to touch on some more of the recent history.
0: We already started getting into the 2010s and ons, So... In June 2013, SCOTUS strikes down the Defense of Marriage Act, also called DOMA. So basically DOMA, which was originally created in 1996, said that gay and lesbian couples weren't recognized by our government, meaning that they couldn't receive any benefits that other married couples could like Social Security and health insurance. But in 2013, the Supreme Court finally realized that, hey, maybe uh, we should change that. And they declared it to be unconstitutional, which meant that same-sex couples could be married in their own states and receive all of those benefits.
1: Do you think that's how it went in the Supreme Court? Hey, <laughs>
0: hey guys, maybe, maybe we should change that. Like maybe, maybe this yeah. isn't right. Yeah, yeah, maybe we're being jerks <laughs> a little bit. Probably, <laughs> honestly. So the next big thing that happened was in January 2015, where President Obama acknowledged the queer community in the State of Union address. So for the first time ever in U.S. history, with all the other previous addresses, the words lesbian, bisexual, transgender were used in the speech that Obama had that was broadcasted all over television. Everybody saw it. Everybody heard it. Mm -hmm. So there's no denying, like, people already know that we exist, but now it's for sure, like you can't deny it anymore. It's not something you can sweep under the rug. We're here, we exist, and we're not going to be quiet about it. And it was so refreshing to get recognized by such an important figure. Mm -hmm. And of course,
1: someone who actually has the capability of impacting people's lives.
0: Yeah, exactly. Imagine you're at home, you're watching TV with your parents, and then all of a sudden, while you're watching the Union Address, Obama brings up something you've been thinking about. Mm -hmm. Your president, somebody that's like so distant, seems so far away that you could never actually reach or relate to, Mm -hmm. says something that pertains to you directly. So you hear those words that Obama is saying and you think about what you're going through or what you were going through or what you might go through in the future. And you're like, wow, this this is somebody who's so important, talking about something that I'm struggling with right now. And it's being talked about in such a manner where I don't feel like I'm being judged. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like somebody's demeaning me for what I might be. It's like the first time you
1: actually felt some kind of relief and just knowing that I think it's gonna be all
0: right. Mm-hmm. I really, I really do, finally. And that there's somebody in power that can make a change for maybe your friend or your family, your mom, your sister. And Obama didn't stop there. In April 2015, he called for an end to conversion therapy. In our last episode, if you tuned in, in 1973, homosexuality was no longer declared a mental illness. So before that time, and before April 2015, and still today, there are people who are viewed as sick or different or wrong for being gay. And they're sent off away from their parents, away from their friends, away from the life that they know to go get, quote unquote, converted back into being normal or converted back into being straight how they should be. This is obviously super wrong. Luckily, while Obama was in office, he was like, hey, this needs to stop. Like, we really should focus on Mm -hmm. this. And of course, with that, it took a tragic
1: event to start the process of something good.
0: Sadly, what brought conversion therapy to a, a bigger light was the suicide of a transgender teenager who was forced to a cr- a Christian conversion therapy camp. After the media got a hold of that whole situation and that person's story got out there, a lot of people became aware of that. You know, maybe conversion therapy isn't all that's chalked up to be, maybe there should be something done about this. And it's pretty messed
1: up that it took, yet again, another death for people to wake up
0: Mm. another person that was doing nothing wrong Mm -hmm. another person that had their whole life ahead of them and could have been completely fine if there just wasn't such a stigma around the way that they wanted to be and live their life Mm -hmm. after that call to end conversion therapy in june 2015 sexual orientation is added to the military's anti-discrimination policy Though Don't Ask, Don't Tell was repealed in 2011, sexual orientation was still not a protected class, unlike race, religion, sex, age, etc., under the Military Equal Opportunity Policy until about June of 2015 when the U.S. Defense Secretary Ashton Carter announced that it would officially be added to the Anti-Discrimination Policy. So people who are in the community, they can join now, but... They could still kind of be discriminated against offenses that happen towards somebody who was queer. It wouldn't really be ruled as something that could be punished or something that shouldn't happen. It was kind of like, oh, yeah, whatever, you're here. But, you know, I'll still make fun of you. I'll still do this. I'll still do that. It doesn't matter until this policy finally came into act, protecting a lot more people serving our country.
1: So ultimately, for so long, it was things just getting brushed under the rug. Yeah. And... Being overlooked, even though that was not right, especially because I'm assuming this happened with your peers as well, mm-hmm. and you know, someone who was in the military as well and was straight yeah. and not approve of your way of life. <laughs> um uh, I'm sure there was a lot of discrimination there, which is totally not right either, because you're there together trying to accomplish the same things.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Like you're there, you're supposed to have each other's backs, you're supposed to be brothers. Uh, Nothing's supposed to really come between you. Yeah, joking, maybe you'll disagree on certain things, Mm -hmm. but it shouldn't get to the point where you harm the people you're supposed to be fighting with. Mm -hmm. So a really, really huge event that happened a few years ago that is really important to not only me, but countless other people in the community was on June 26, 2015, Love Wins, that whole huge thing happened where the Supreme Court finally officially declared same-sex marriage a constitutional right nationwide meaning every single state must allow Americans to get married regardless of their gender or sexual orientation.
1: I remember when this happened because I literally started crying because I was so happy. Mm -hmm. And at that time, too, I was still at home, still living with my parents, so... Couldn't exactly express my enthusiasm.
0: Couldn't really jump for joy. Fully
1: out loud, yeah. So I, I think I remember just going to my room at the time and just being like, oh my gosh, this is the most incredible thing ever. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, it was. It was just such a an amazing feeling to know that if this is what happens, if, if I end up with a woman, I can actually legitimately be with them. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be okay. It's going to be accepted and... Everybody will know about it and it'll
0: be great. Exactly. You don't have to hide. You don't have to have like a secret marriage or something. Exactly. It's like everything can be official just like it should have always been. Yes. I remember when this happened, I was still like discovering my sexuality a little bit. I didn't really know who I was. Mm-hmm. And I saw the the posts online about it. I saw the news coverage about it. And I'm like, whoa, for some reason, this, I, I feel like. This matters a lot this, to me. Yeah. Just. <laughs> I don't know, maybe a gut feeling. Am I, am, what is a gay? Am I gay? What is, may, maybe I should look into this. So that <laughs> yeah. that whole event kind of sparked uh, the flame for my self discovery. Okay, And it really helped me. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so in July 2015, after Love Wins, the military started to allow transgender Americans to serve openly in the military. So there's been a whole bunch of laws, acts, policies passed that allow gay people to serve, uh, queer people to serve in the military. Now, specifically, they're focusing on transgender Americans. Mm -hmm. So while there might have been a lot of um, safety measures and acceptance measures for people of certain sexualities, now on identities, there's going to be a lot more protection. So if you recall from the last policy we brought up, the U.S. Defense Secretary, Ashton Carter, announced that the military will indeed lift a ban that prevented transgender Americans from serving in the country's armed forces. Mr. Carter has done a lot for queer people in the military or queer people trying to join up for the military. In the previous episode, we talked about how joining up for the military might have been somebody's dream or might have been somebody's passion. It might have offered them a chance at a new life. They might have not been able to actually fully grasp that because of a whole bunch of laws and policies saying, hey, we don't really support you being you and also you trying to do what you want in life. So you can't, <laughs> can't join the military. Mm-hmm. So finally, in 2015
1: is when things actually legitimately started changing.
0: Mm-hmm. All thanks to Mr. Carter. On July 23rd, 2015, the Equality Act is introduced. So Senators Jeff Merkley, Tammy Baldwin, and Cory Brooker, as well as Representative David Sicilian, formally introduced the Equality Act, which would make LGBTQ individuals a protected class and grant them basic legal protections in areas of life, including education, housing, employment, credit, and more.
1: Ooh, we get
0: more. Yeah, we get more. Heck yeah. We get the ETC, get the oh, et cetera. man. So there's a lot of instances my friends and family have experienced where them being part of the community, they've tried to, say, purchase a house or get a new job. And for some reason, maybe their employers or the person renting out the house looked through their Facebook or looked through some social media and saw like, oh, they're... They're queer. Mm-hmm. Maybe I shouldn't sell this house. Maybe I shouldn't, you know, let them get this job because they're gonna infect me with their gayness. Mm-hmm. It's it spreads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's contagious. You guys right? <laughs>
1: listening to this will make you gay.
0: Yeah, actually, <laughs> proven fact. Um. But it's just so sad that that's happened to so many people where they just wanted to further their life. They just wanted to get things over with, want to have like a stable job. Like, hey, I got to move an hour away from my mom's house and maybe I should move out. And you try. And then it's like, nah, fam, you can't move here because you're who you are. Yeah. So
1: basically just trying to do everyday normal people things.
0: And like you can't do it because I don't like that. Mm -hmm. Still don't understand why people refuse willingly paying people stuff just because I don't really like how you live your life. Like you're not even going to be involved in it.
1: No, it doesn't really, it doesn't really make any sense. I mean, and you've heard stories through the years too, of people being rejected, um, like businesses rejecting people based off of their sexuality. And Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the people come back at them saying, I'm literally trying to give you money. Mm -hmm. What is the issue here? Uh, Oh, I just, I don't like how you live your life well, I don't like how you live your life by being a jerk to people, but at the same <laughs> time, I'm still trying to give you money here. Why won't you accept it?
0: Exactly. I'm pretty sure there was also like a huge thing going on with um, gay wedding cakes.
1: Yeah, that's what exactly what I'm thinking of.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, hey, I just I just want some food, man, like yeah. with a certain decoration on it. Nope, can't do it. Two mm-hmm. guys, ooh, can't. Yeah, Hands, stop working. <laughs> so <laughs> after the Equality Act was introduced. In May 2016, the Stonewall Inn became a national monument. So in the last episode, we brought up Stonewall and what it meant for the LGBT community. And thankfully now, it's being recognized for how important it was to so many people. So the Obama administration announced that they were preparing to designate New York Stonewall Inn, which was the place of those historic riots in 1969. And they made it the first ever national monument dedicated to gay rights. So I guess we've never really had a, a gay rights monument before, which is hard to believe. Mm-hmm. Especially after all of
1: that time. But definitely a place I would love to, to visit. This is something oh, yeah. I've actually thought about because they even made a movie a couple years ago, I believe. Really? About, about Stonewall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's actually what piqued my interest because I started researching it a little bit more and actually... Get, diving into LGBT history and, you know, like any type of historic thing, you want to check it out, especially Mm -hmm. if it means so much to you.
0: Especially if it's close by and made readily available to the public.
1: All right. Clearly, there is a lot that occurred in history, and we've got one more big accomplishment that happened during the Obama administration.
0: Yeah. So in May 2016, the Obama administration publicly supported transgender students. So, in the midst of the huge anti transgender movements during 2016, uh, Obama and his administration issued a directive to all public schools that transgender students should be allowed to use the restrooms that reflect their gender identity. So, I know somebody that used to go to my school, they've graduated now, who had a very, very difficult time feeling comfortable mm-hmm. in their learning environment because they would get dead named. They wouldn't be allowed to use the restroom that they felt the most comfortable using because, oh, uh, it's just rules that we have to follow. Oh, it's just this, oh, we can't allow that because, you know, we don't really want to think about it. We don't want to delve into it. We don't want to accept the fact that you're really here and that you're really um <laughs> that you're really queer and that we're making life more difficult for you.
1: So do you find that that is an issue that is still? Happening in your school today? Oh, definitely. Okay, yeah. so nothing's changed. Nothing nothing's- has changed.
0: Okay. Uh, my friend that I'm talking about, she didn't actually get to use the bathroom that she preferred. They gave her a whole nother separate bathroom and mm-hmm. a whole separate little office area, which she got to use to study away from hostile education environments, from students that would persecute her, and away from, you know, the other bathrooms that she wanted to use, but just couldn't. Mm -hmm. So it's a step, not
1: exactly what she wanted, but at least she was offered something. Exactly. She wasn't
0: completely just ignored.
1: Yes. Well, good. Mm -hmm. Great. (laughs) No, but seriously, I mean, that's, that's something that is a step forward. Again, it's not exactly what you want, but at least people are hearing other people Mm -hmm. (laughs) and even if they're not necessarily accepting this especially in the school environment they're at least trying to take a step to make a difference in that person's life Mm -hmm. which is not the case everywhere but you know based off of your school at least something is being sort of
0: done. (laughs) A little bit. I think it's mostly because She didn't keep quiet about her situation and she was speaking up about it. She's like, I'm here, I exist, and I demand change for not just me, but for other people like me. Well, good, because that's how
1: looking back at history for any type of big issue, um, someone has to speak up in order to be heard Mm -hmm. and in order to start a movement of some sort. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a really good place to end for today. Your history lesson is over for now. But next time, we're going to discuss the LGBT representation in the media.
0: Or more of the lack of representation of our community in the media. And what advancements actors, celebs, TV show creators have made to bring more awareness to our community. So join us next time for Out of the Technicolor Closet with your hosts, Ling. And Stephanie. Thanks for tuning in.
1: Hey, thanks again for listening. It really means a lot to us. And give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. And remember to subscribe to Out of the Technicolor Closet anywhere you go to get your podcasts.